Hi everyone and welcome to the Fill Your Bowl podcast. Each week I'm going to bring you new episodes which will inspire you to jump out of your comfort zone and ditch society's expectations of what's normal. This podcast is designed for anyone who wants to fill up their bowl in all areas of their life, whether that's physically, mentally, spiritually or emotionally. If you're finally ready to jump on the self-love train and opt out of what society expects of you, then you're in the right place. I want to bring you raw and honest conversations on mental health, relationships, navigating life in your 20s, healing your relationship with food, exercise and your body and lots more. Grab a coffee, turn the volume up and let's get started with today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and remember, what's the one thing you'll regret not doing when you're 80 years old? Now, go do it. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Feel Your Bowl podcast. If you're new around here, hello, welcome. My name is Lauren Keane. I'm your host. I have an Instagram account called Feel Your Bowl, which is where I promote body confidence and body acceptance and share my story around food and my relationship with my body and how I healed that. If you are tuning in from listening to previous episodes, thank you. I really appreciate you coming back to another episode and listening to more. It's kind of nerve-wracking and still a little surreal to me that I'm even doing this because I've been talking about doing a podcast for so, so long and finally I've got round to actually recording some episodes and putting them out there for others to listen to. So thank you. It really does mean a lot to me when people listen to the content that I'm making and relate to it as well. So today's episode is going to be all about intuitive eating and the 10 principles of intuitive eating. So this podcast episode episode is for people who maybe you've heard about intuitive eating, you may have dabbled in intuitive eating a little bit, but you're still not quite sure what it is or whether you're doing it right or you're doing it wrong or it's not working or you just don't, you feel a little bit stuck, you don't know what your next move should be and you just want a little bit more guidance on what exactly it is. So Intuitive eating is all about listening to your body and honoring its hunger and fullness cues. So this doesn't mean that it's the hunger and fullness diet. It doesn't mean, okay, I eat when I'm hungry and I stop when I'm full. Intuitive eating allows for a lot more than that. It recognizes that we have different types of hunger. Now this hunger could be emotional hunger, physical hunger, taste hunger. Sometimes, have you ever been at dinner and someone ordered a dessert? Maybe you didn't order the dessert you wasn't that hungry for dessert but you thought I I could do with just a taste and you have a taste of that and then you're satisfied intuitive eating allows for that and it allows for the moments where you are honoring your body and feeding it exactly what it is craving in that moment in time so that might be a salad it might be a pizza it might be chocolate it might be fruits or vegetables all foods fit when it comes to intuitive eating there are no restrictions because what we have found is that restriction can lead to binge eating, which is exactly what intuitive eating wants to avoid. 
So intuitive eating is all about eating without restriction and without guilt. I'm sure there's so many other people out there, but the amount of times when I was stuck in my diet culture days that I would eat something that I had considered bad and something that I had a rule about that I wasn't allowed to eat, as soon as I ate it, I felt so guilty and I felt really shit about myself. I would talk really negatively about my body and about myself and it just would not put me in a good mood and I would feel extremely guilty and like I have this massive lack of willpower. So diving into intuitive eating has literally been an absolute game changer for me and I can honestly say that now I have switched my frame of mind around diet culture more into intuitive eating there is no going back for me and just because intuitive eating is about all foods fit and about honoring any cravings that you have so if you have a craving for chocolate at 11am then yes you honor that craving it doesn't mean that it's anti-health intuitive eating is still about health and it's about reframing your your idea of what health is. Like, what does health mean to you? Because health is going to mean very different things to different people. So for me, healthy is when I'm honoring what my body wants in that moment in time. So if it is 11am and I am craving chocolate, then I'm going to honor that. And that is healthy for me because I know that if I honor that hunger or that craving in that moment in time, that is going to prevent a binge later down the line. So old me, previous me, before I ditched diet mentality, I would have had that craving and I wouldn't have honored it. And for the rest of the day, I would have been thinking about chocolate, thinking about sugar, wanting something. And then by the time it got to the evening, I would finally allow myself to have it. But I wouldn't just have that chocolate. I would then have a cake. I would then have a cookie. I would then have biscuits. I would then have crisps. Like it would, it would then spiral out of control. But if I'd have just honored that craving at 11 a.m., I wouldn't have had that later binge. So there are 10 principles of intuitive eating. Number one is rejecting diet culture. Now, this is by far, I think, is the main, the most important principle. Diet culture is all about losing weight. It's all about changing your body. It's all about diet culture doesn't want you to feel good because they are a billion dollar industry they or billion pounds I'm not American (laughs) Um, they want you to feel shit about themselves yourself so you buy in their products they don't want you to feel good they want you to hate on your body so you then buy the latest slimming world membership or weight watchers membership or I don't know a diet pill that's going to suppress your appetite which by the way if you are taking a diet pill which suppresses your appetite please please stop (laughs) you should not be suppressing your appetite you don't need to do that. No one should be putting themselves through that torture. So intuitive eating is not about weight loss. It's about listening to your body and honoring it. It's about throwing away the books and magazines that are going to make you feel shit about yourself and going to make you feel like you need to change your body. It's about deleting my fitness power. It's not about counting calories or counting your macros of every single food or meal that you eat. It's not about trusting someone else to tell you what you should be eating, but it's about trusting your own body to tell you what it wants in that specific moment in time. Because essentially, that's what diet culture is. Diet culture is listening to this influencer on Instagram who is going to give you a meal plan and tell you exactly what you should be eating at exactly what time of day. Now, that is extremely unrealistic because that influencer doesn't know your body. You are the only person who knows your body. You are the only person who knows when you're hungry. So if you were sticking to this meal plan, which is telling you you have to eat uh, this time of day, 
But what if you're hungry half an hour or an hour before that and you don't honor that hunger? You're just waiting till the specific time that your diet plan has told you that you can eat. That is going to then lead to feelings of deprivation and increased hunger when you do eventually eat because that hunger is not going to go away. It's just going to get worse over time. So it's so, so important to honor it when it does come. Also, throwing away watches, Apple watches, maybe not throw away your Apple watch because they're expensive, but not relying so much on your Apple watch to tell you what movement you should be doing or telling you how many steps you should be doing. The the whole 10,000 steps a day, just literally that number came out of nowhere and everyone became so, so obsessed with it and thought, okay, if I hit my 10,000 steps a day, I'm healthy. We have literally become obsessed with hitting 10,000 steps a day. And I'm a victim of this too. I used to have a Fitbit. I actually had two. I lost one and then bought another one and was so, so obsessed with hitting 10,000 steps. If I hadn't, I felt shit about myself. I started to talk negatively about my body and just not, I just did not feel good about myself when I hadn't hit those steps, which is ridiculous because the whole point of having that number 10,000 steps is because it's supposed to make you feel healthy. It's supposed to make you feel good, but it's not healthy when you are completely stressing over hitting that number and you feel shit about yourself when you don't hit that number like that's not healthy so step number two is to honor your hunger so when your body is hungry then you have to feed it imagine you needing to go to the toilet you need a wee but you're not going to the toilet you say to yourself I'm just going to hold it for a little bit longer maybe half an hour maybe an hour depending on how I feel you just wouldn't do that would you if you need the wee you go to the toilet straight away your body tells you it needs needs to do something you go and do it yet when it comes to hunger our body tells us we're hungry yet we don't listen to it so it's the same it's the same kind of thing if our body is telling us that we're hungry we need to listen to it and we need to honor it our body isn't just telling us it's hungry for no reason it's because it needs energy it needs carbs I mean carbs are our body's first source of energy so it's so so important that you are incorporating carbs into your diet to give your body the energy that it needs not just to survive but to also thrive in life and if you are constantly waiting until your body gets to excessive hunger to eat you will then start making I'm going to put this in quotations um bad food choices or more impulsive and lazy food choices because you're at that point where your body just craves instant energy so it's going to go straight for the refined carbs and refined sugar there's no way that your body is going to want to spend 30 minutes to 45 minutes cooking a nice wholesome meal or if you are cooking I don't know about you but I've done this many many times where I've left it too late and then I've started cooking but I'm hungry while I'm cooking so I just start eating loads of different things while I'm cooking and I end up eating a lot more than what I would have eaten if I'd have just started cooking before I was hungry or honored my hunger levels the minute that my body told me that it was hungry. Now, if you have been or if you have had an eating disorder and you've spent a number of years not listening to your hunger cues, you may be in a situation where your body has actually stopped producing the hunger hormone ghrelin. So 
if this is you, it is so, so important to work with a dietitian who can help you re-regulate your body and so your body can start creating this hunger hormone again. Because if you spend years and years not listening to your body, it's going to stop producing this hormone because it thinks, why am I just producing this hormone that you, and you're not listening to me? I might as well use my energy on in other areas of your body. So it's so important to work with someone who can help you re-regulate that hormone. Now, number three is to make peace with food. So we have to stop hating on food. We, we hate on food. We hate it when our body is hungry. And we sometimes, I don't know if you've ever said this, but I definitely have. I may have eaten and then I'm still hungry 15 minutes later. And I'm like, oh, I just fed my body. Why is it still hungry? Maybe you didn't feed it enough. Maybe you didn't have enough for lunch. And now it's telling you that it needs more energy. It's super important to give yourself unconditional permission to eat, which can be so, so scary because I know for me, when I first started out on this journey, I thought, well, if I ditch the food rules, if I start allowing my body to eat whatever it wants to eat, I'm just going to crave chocolate all the time. And I'm just going to eat. I'm going to, if I'm, if I'm craving chocolate and I'm listening and giving my body unconditional permission to eat chocolate, that is all I'm going to eat all the time. And so many people have this misconception conception of intuitive eating but it's just not true (laughs) like yes for the first like few days or weeks or even months sometimes you may overeat you may feed your body food choices that for so long you have considered bad so now your body is craving those particular foods but after time it's going to get real boring and your body will start regulating itself and it will start telling you I don't want to eat this I need vegetables I need fruits I need nutrients if we keep looking at food as bad and we keep restricting what we eat this is going to lead to feelings of deprivation and eventually with that deprivation what do we do we give in and we then feel shit about ourselves and we fall into this binge restrict cycle which is why it's so important to make peace with food and just really give yourself that unconditional permission to eat what your body is craving number four is to challenge the food police (laughs) the food police are the thoughts in your head telling you you shouldn't eat that that food is bad that food is going to make you fat that food is going to make you unhealthy people are going to judge you if you eat that food you're going to look ugly if you keep eating that food you're going to be fat all of these negative thoughts, these are all the food police. It's all diet culture. It's all something we're being conditioned to believe. That just isn't even true. So the more that we challenge these thoughts in our head, the quieter they become. And it can be so, so scary because when these thoughts are all you have known and the rules that these thoughts have created for you are all you've ever known, it's so scary to step away from that. It's like change is always scary, but it's so, so important to just trust the process and trust that the more you challenge these rules the quieter they are going to become or the quieter the thoughts are going to become and number five is to discover the satisfaction factor so in Japanese culture they keep pleasure as one of their goals of healthy living which I absolutely love because whenever we think of healthy what do we think of we think of going to the gym we think of eating fruit and vegetables we don't think of eating that chocolate bar or having dessert at dinner but I know for a fact that I am now at the healthiest I have ever been and I eat whatever I want if I want dessert 
I eat it. If I don't want to work out one day and I want to rest my body, that's what I do. So it's just so, so important to get clear on what does a healthy life mean to you? And really differentiate your definition between diet culture's definition or your mum's definition or your sister's definition or your best friend's definition. Everyone has different definitions of what they think healthy is. Some are more on the diet culture side of things and you have to decide for yourself whether you want to step away from that frame of mind. So discovering the satisfaction factor is all about the pleasure of eating and making it a whole experience. Like when you go out for dinner with friends, it shouldn't be a stressful and anxiety-filled experience. It should be a pleasurable, fun, and a time to connect with people that maybe you haven't seen in a while or don't get to see often. Like, do you really want to make that experience about how many calories are in this meal on the menu? Or what oil do you use to cook this meat with? Or like, you don't want to make the experience about that because they are all such minuscule things that just don't matter. And at the end of the day, if there is an extra 100 calories in one meal over another, that's not going to change your body. That is one meal and that's not going to change anything about your body. Yet we have this internal fear of weight gain that speaks for us and that decides for us what we are going to eat when we go out for dinner. Which brings me on to the government, which have just put a law in place that by April 2022, all restaurants should have or must have calories on the menu and I absolutely do not agree with that because it is opening a whole can of worms for eating disorders um but that is a story for another day um so principle number six is to feel your fullness now this was something that I found very very hard right at the beginning because when I was in my really bad diet culture days or probably way way back when it was more eating disorder um the eating disorder days I hated the feeling of being full I refused to eat meals because I hated the feeling that they would give me of bloatedness and fullness I really didn't like it so I avoided it and I would mainly just snack to avoid that feeling of feeling full but with intuitive eating you it's so important to feel your fullness and trust yourself you have to trust that you will stop eating when you are no longer hungry and that you're only going to give yourself the food that you desire. This means that you have to become really, really mindful around mealtimes and what you're eating and what you're putting into your body and just really listen for the signals that your body is telling you. Observe the signs that tell you you're comfortably full now. Like, what is your hunger level? I don't know if anyone has heard of the hunger level scale. I will do another podcast on this because it's really interesting and a really good way to look at, okay, am I hungry or am I full? Should I eat? Should I stop eating? It's a really good tool. So I will do another podcast on the hunger level scale because I think that could really help a lot of people out there with recognizing their hunger and recognizing their fullness. It's also really important to say that sometimes we eat beyond fullness and that's okay. Intuitive eating isn't about being perfect. It's not about never making a mistake. Sometimes we emotionally eat and we do eat beyond when we are full and it's just 
in those times, it's about being kind to yourself, being compassionate and recognizing what happened, being observant and self-aware about it and maybe journaling, seeing kind of why it happened and what you can do next time to avoid it from happening. Another thing I want to touch on is you may also eat beyond fullness if it's a taste hunger that you have. So like I was saying right at the at the beginning of this podcast that sometimes you are full but you're at dinner someone's got a dessert that you think looks really good and you want to try it and you have a taste and that's okay it's all about like I've said so many times honoring those cravings honoring kind of any anything that your body is telling you that it wants in that moment in time and even if you are at dinner and you are feeling really full and you do want a dessert it's okay to do that. Intuitive eating allows for you to do that because it recognizes that even though you are full, you might still want that dessert for the taste. Okay, so principle number seven is cope with your emotions with kindness. So a lot of the time we use food to cope with our emotions. So it's about learning how to cope with our emotions better because food won't fix what you are feeling in this moment in time. Maybe you're anxious or scared or sad or lonely or stressed and food may be a short-term comfort to numb or distract you from this feeling, but it's not going to solve the problem. It is not a long-term fix. So you have to look at what areas in your life are you trying to use food to fix. And then look at other ways you can soothe those emotions which aren't through food. So maybe that's playing with your dog or journaling or meditating or going for a walk or going for a bike ride or spending time with your kids. I think with this principle, it's just so important to be really self-aware and to just go internally and think about, okay, I'm sad. Why am I sad? What event has happened which has caused me to be sad? And how can I cope with this sadness a little bit better than through food? What's going to make me happy? Is going for a run right now going to make me happy? No. Okay. Is going to is is meditating going to make me happy? No. Okay. Is reading a book? Yes. Okay. I'm going to read a book for an hour. And it's about just really asking yourself these important questions. And then if you know that reading a book for an hour made you a little bit happier or it lifted your mood, the next time you're feeling the same emotion, maybe you can try that again, or maybe something different will help you in that moment in time. So it's just tuning in, in, tuning into your body and asking yourself those questions and becoming more self-aware. Um, so number eight is to respect your body as well. So many of us talk so negatively about our body and it's not our fault. It's We've been conditioned to do so. We have been conditioned to hate our body by diet culture because diet culture wants us to hate our body. So we then buy into their products. So some of the things that we can do to respect our body more is to talk a lot more kindly about our body. If a negative thought goes through your mind, maybe I look fat today, switch it around, write it down, write down the negative thought and then write down next to it the positive thought and make sure that maybe you write it on a stick it note and you put it on your bathroom mirror or you put it on your dressing table. 
So you are looking at that positive thought every single day and rewiring your thoughts and feelings towards your body. I have had this problem lately. Well, not problem, but I've had this um, challenge lately where I have been on the intuitive eating journey and I have been putting on some weight because the weight that I was previously at was not sustainable and it was not the weight that my body naturally wanted to be at. In order to be at that smaller size, I had to follow really, really strong strict food rules. I had to obsessively exercise and just engage in activities that I no longer wanted to do anymore. And I wanted to really heal this relationship with food and my body. So through intuitive eating, I have had to do a lot of mindset work as well and come to the realization that it's okay to put on weight. So the other week I was trying on a bunch of clothes and a lot of them no longer fit me anymore instantly my mind just went to oh my gosh you're so fat you need to lose weight you've let yourself go you've lost control you need to go back on a diet and all of these thoughts started running through my mind and thinking about it now is absolutely ridiculous but at the time those feelings are just so so real and you start to lose respect for your body so think about if someone was I don't know, a size six shoe. And they then tried on a size six shoe and the size six no longer fit because their feet had grown because they had got older (laughs) and they start hating on themselves because their feet no longer fit into a size shoe six. Like it's absolutely ridiculous. You just wouldn't do it, would you? You wouldn't start hating on your body because your feet grew. So why do we start hating on our body just because maybe our thighs grew or our hips grew or our bust grew? Like why do we instantly go to those those negative thoughts instead of thanking our body for getting us through every single day and allowing us to experience life we we just hate on it so principle number eight respect your body really really important principle number nine is all about movement and this means intuitive movement like forgetting the routine workouts forgetting the I'm gonna go to the gym and I'm gonna spend two hours lifting heavy weights no it's all about moving your body in whatever way feels good for you what activity what movement is going to make you feel strong what activity or movement is going to make you feel empowered and like you're having fun and make you feel good like moving your body should make you feel good it shouldn't feel forced it shouldn't feel like you're only doing it because you have to it should feel like you're doing it because you want to and you're going to see so many benefits from it and that's not just about weight loss it's about making you feel good And finally, principle number 10 is all about honoring your health. And this includes gentle nutrition. So like I said before, intuitive eating is not anti-health. It doesn't mean that health goes out the window and we shouldn't eat healthy, I don't want to say healthy foods, but we shouldn't eat like foods with a good nutritional value. It's about making food choices which honor your health and taste buds at the same time while making you feel good. And it's not about eating perfectly. You don't have to eat perfectly to be healthy. Like that's unattainable it's unrealistic and it's just not life you don't you're not going to go through life like eating perfectly 100% of the time because that's not fun that's not enjoyable and intuitive eating is all about the pleasure aspects as well so it's about progress it's not about perfection 
And that brings me to the end of the 10 principles of intuitive eating. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. I hope it made you open your eyes to intuitive eating and just really think about what it's all about and the benefits of it and why more people should incorporate intuitive eating into their lives and ditch diet culture. Because I don't know if you've heard, but 95% of diets fail, which is a huge statistic. And the majority of people who have been on diets or are stuck in diet culture end up gaining more weight than what they were originally when they first started the diet. So just let that sink in because that's a huge statistic firstly. Plus it's massive that the one thing that is supposed to make you lose weight actually you gain more weight from engaging with it. So thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, I would really appreciate it if you liked and subscribed, followed and left a review. That'd mean the absolute world to me. I hope you're having a wonderful day or night, whatever time you're listening to this. And yeah, I look forward to bringing you more episodes.